This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. In Acts chapter 1, the apostle had been instructed to wait upon him, wait upon the coming of the Holy Spirit there in Jerusalem. They then, after those instructions were delivered, saw Jesus being taken away, back returning to his father's realm. And we're going to pick it up in verse 12 where it says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had come in, they went into the upper room where they were staying, that is Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Verse 14, all of these with one accord continued steadfastly in prayer and supplication, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Now, the scripture tells us they were a Sabbath day's journey away. That's a a short distance, roughly a half mile, because you see that Sabbath day's journey, that half mile is the only distance that the law allowed one to travel on the Sabbath. Again, Jesus had told his followers earlier in this chapter to wait. However, let us notice that they did not choose to wait at the mall. No, instead, they waited for the promise of the Lord in prayer. Furthermore, they did it in one accord. They did it together. Please note that, too, the women played a very real part of that gathering. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm sure they played all the cultural roles of their day, but they were more than just mothers, more than just housewives. They were a serious part of the battle, just as sure as the women of today's churches are to be. The, fa- the phrase, one accord, I want you to note that. Because that speaks of people sharing the same mind and the same thinking, being like-minded. It doesn't refer to people who all think and feel the same about every little aspect, but about a people who are willing to set aside their personal feelings and commit themselves to one task. We know that sometimes there's an individual or individuals that latch on to a local church body, and in doing so, they make it nearly impossible through their words, their deeds, or even their heart, for that body to be unified and in one accord because of their presence. You see, for the apostles, that individual was Judas. Ah, but now Judas, you see, was gone, and therefore the body was whole and together once again. I wonder if our fellowship is operating in one accord. Because we must note that unity and prayer were to always be a prelude to one accord, and thus a prelude to that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15 in our text says, In these days Peter stood up in the middle of the disciples, and the number of the names was about 120, and said, Brother, brothers, excuse me, it was necessary that this scripture should be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of David concerning Judas, who was guide to those who took Jesus. For he was counted with us 
and received his portion in this ministry. Now this man obtained a field with a reward for his wickedness, and falling headlong, his body burst open and all his intestines gushed out. It became known to everyone who lived in Jerusalem that in their language the field was called Alkadama, that is, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be made desolate, let no one dwell in it, let another take his office. Of the men, therefore, who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day that he was received up from us, of these one must be made witness with us of his resurrection. They put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, Barsabbas, excuse me, who was also called Justus, and Matthias. And they prayed and they said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all men, show which one of these two you have chosen. To take part in this ministry, an apostleship from which Judas fell away, that he might go to his own place. In verse 26, they drew lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was counted with the eleven apostles. Now please note that despite his weaknesses and shortcomings, Peter was always faithful to step forward when he was needed. Now here he takes a bull by the horns, and he begins the process of replacing the position of Judas. Now, while we can't say that Peter and the apostles were wrong in their actions here, we also can't help but notice that we have no record of an overt call from the Lord to fill Judas's vacant position. I think it's always best to create the position for the faithful individual, rather than feeling obliged in some way to fill a vacancy and then, you know, filling it with some inappropriate or unqualified individual. So, was this action God's will? Who knows? But I have to note that we never hear about this Matthias again. On the other hand, if history is correct, he did indeed take it to the end, dying for his faith and dying for his calling. Perhaps that was not because of his calling or even perhaps because of this makeshift election, as much as it was for the fact that he was there in that upper room that day as the Spirit of God poured himself out. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.